Hell yeah. And this time, I made sure to share the music. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, I am sober. I am a heathen. I am the sober heathen. I am Scott. It is March 6th, and it's a uh, beautifully cold day out. Um, and I have been in here um, going down into the abyss, which is Facebook and people um, complaining about many things, which led me to do a podcast I've been wanting to do. And it's off the cuff. I have my notes in front of me. Uh, I really wanted this one to be a good one. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I got a little bit fired up um, just in a conversation in a Facebook group about how um, the food industry um, is the reason why people eat like shit. Uh, the tobacco company creates addicts. Um, and I just thought, wow, that's that's pretty neat. I can uh, now blame Captain Morgan and Arrow, the producers of my favorite peppermint schnapps. That's why I'm an alcoholic. That had nothing to do with me. They made it, and I drank it. Clearly, they made me go to the store and buy it. If they wouldn't make it, then I wouldn't have been a drunk. It's their fault. What the fuck? Jesus. There, There is a point, you know, I talk about a lot where it's, you know, most people think it's a choice. You should be able to choose your family and your kids and your job over a substance. And that choice is there in the beginning. And then it gets to a point where I don't believe there's a choice anymore. I think that your your body needs it. You need it. And um, like, I, like I said in a post earlier today on the Sober Heathen, check it out on Facebook. Um, there were times, and even the big book talks about it, that I was drunk and I didn't even realize, holy crap, I went and bought, bought alcohol, I got it home, I have it hidden, and now I'm shit-faced all over again. So I do believe that um, that there is a point where choice is gone. And uh, But anyway, back to the, back to the uh, people blaming tobacco companies for smokers and blaming food companies for shitty, sugary crap that's making us fat and sick. Nobody is holding a gun to your fucking head at Walmart and making you fill up your shopping cart with Lucky Charms and nobody is making you buy a, um, a box of Newports and smoking a pack a day. Nobody is doing that. Nobody made me go buy a fifth a day. And by the end of it, um, the end of, well, I guess uh, it would have been March of last year and the end of uh, 2021, nobody was making me buy a half gallon and two to four pints um, just to wake up in the hospital, it felt like almost every single day. So I have nobody to blame but myself. I did that. It's it's ridiculous to blame companies. And and then somebody tried to make the the argument that all they care about is profit. And what the fuck do you start a company for? If that's the whole point of starting a company is to make money. They're supplying for a demand. It's ridiculous. So to the point, this is something I came up with, um, and uh, it, you have, for me, alcoholism. I suffered from alcoholism. Okay, so what I did when I when I was going through this, I thought, okay, well, you take the alcohol out, you still have the ism. Let me explain. For me, the ism is irrational, selfishness, 
and manipulation. Okay, those three things I believe, and and please comment and tell me I'm wrong because that's the only way we can learn is through discussion. I'm sure after my comments on that page about how it's not the company's fault that we're fat and smokers and alcoholics that I'm probably going to get blown up for it. But anyway, I believe that I had the ism before I even tried the alcohol. So the ism, again, I was irrational, I was selfish, and I was manipulative. Um, I would manipulate, um, even even when I was first starting getting girlfriends, I liked the attention from girls. So, you know, I'd have a girlfriend, but I'd still kind of talk to other girls. Um, I'd have multiple friends, and I would, when one friend talked crap about another friend, I would go along with it or even feed into it to manipulate them to like me more than the other friends. Um Trying to think of other examples. I great example of manipulation. 2004, the game World of Warcraft came out, and I wanted nothing more to have the day off to sit and play this game. I had to work. I tried to get the day off. The boss told me no. I called in. I got a voicemail from my boss. She said, um, "You better call me back as soon as possible, and we'll just we'll talk to see if you still have a fucking job." Uh oh. So what did I do? I went to my friend Pug's house, and uh, I don't know if he'll remember this or not, but he does listen to the podcasts. Uh, I borrowed a pair of crutches. I took an old doctor's, I actually went to the doctor's office in town here in Coleman, and I got a uh, invoice from a visit that I'd had. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, it looks like a wiener coming off my arm if I sit just right. So anyway, I went up to the uh, doctor's office, and I got an old invoice from a previous visit. I took white out and, uh, to the date, went to the copy place, Tigner's Copy in Coleman. I don't know if it's still there. I don't think it is. Made a copy. So there's no date on it, and they didn't check in. So then I wrapped up my ankle, took the crutches, took the note into work, gave it to my boss, like, yeah, I was coaching basketball at the time. I said, yeah, basketball practice last night. I rolled my ankle pretty bad. Um, here's the uh, doctor's note proving that I went to the doctor. And obviously I'm on crutches and she's like, oh my God, I was so mad at you. I, I kind of feel bad now, but I was so mad at you for doing that. So it didn't end there. Okay. So I got a couple days off or whatever to, uh, to play World of Warcraft for a fucking game, man. Yeah. I don't really regret that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a super nerd. Anyway, so it didn't end there. I would take. Uh, when I went back to work so that I wouldn't forget to limp because you don't roll an ankle as bad as I was trying to sell it. Um, you don't just walk normally when you go back to work. I put a, a cap, a, a beer bottle cap in my sock, in my shoe, so that when I would step, ow, so I would limp. So... Now, granted, that was right in the very beginning of my uh, alcoholic days, but I still wasn't a full-blown alcoholic. I could take it or leave it at that time. So clearly, I could manipulate the shit out of things. Uh, selfish. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty selfish. You leave your coworkers out, uh, out to dry. Um, selfish would be uh, me having my, um, uh, what's that called? After you graduate, uh, open house. I had that at my mom's house because she was cool and 90% of my family didn't come because they were either weren't invited or because I had it at her house. 
um, that that is selfish. Uh, I remember as a little kid, I would uh, grab a bag of chips and hide in the closet and mow them down as fast as I could. Didn't even really enjoy them, but I was just doing it to do it. Um, and irrational, man. Uh, geez, uh, everything was uh, a catastrophe. Everything was a catastrophe. Um, if I thought a teacher was mad at me, you know, I, my anxiety would be through the roof. Um, uh, if I, you know, even my first couple serious girlfriends, um, it felt like most days was like, oh yeah, she's breaking up with me. Oh crap. You know, she's breaking up with me. I, she's mad at me. I did something wrong. Um, baseball, you know, I was a pretty good baseball player. You know, even, even then I had irrational thoughts like, um, you know, if I speak my mind, I'm going to be kicked off the team. Uh, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, just so that ism, your rational thoughts, your selfishness, and your manipulation, those are there. And those characteristics, I believe, for me, when I added alcohol in it to make it to alcoholism, that's when all hell broke loose. Because the alcohol allowed me to not care about my selfishness, and it made me more selfish. It made me not think about the rational thoughts that were created when I was sober. And then when I got drunk, I was even more irrational, like setting a uh, uh, a shot of uh, the illegal um, the vodka. I, no, I'm kind of glad I don't remember what the hell. Uh, uh, absolute, no, not absolutely stronger than that. Everclear. Kind of happy that it's hard to remember these things. But Everclear, a buddy brought it back. He was in the military, and I set a shot on fire. Luckily, I spilled it and caught my hand on fire as opposed to dumping it in my mouth. Um, irrational. Uh, drinking and driving, irrational. I just encouraged these things. And then manipulation, holy crap. I had my ex-fiance thinking that I had, you know, severe brain issues um, and and worried to death that I was, you know, something was seriously wrong in my mind. I mean, man, and, and she, she, she would know what was going on, but I manipulated her so bad that she didn't know if she was coming or going. And that's just, that's terrible. sometimes I get super emotional when I talk about that stuff and then sometimes I don't and it's not because I don't care or feel terrible for what I've done what you have to understand is when you I believe once you get to a certain point in your recovery and especially if you're an AA they talk a lot about acceptance well, in, in counseling, they talk about acceptance, accepting that you can't change the past. And I think that I am doing fairly well in the acceptance part. I can't change it. I wish I could tell her how sorry I am and make up for it. But the only way I can do it is continue talking about it and um, doing the God thing. Oh, God thing. Why? What? Good, observable decisions. That's my God thing. Um. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but they, you know, they they try to bring in people who are not religious and say that uh, God can stand for good, orderly direction, group of drunks, et cetera, et cetera. I came up with one that makes the most sense for me, and I need to show good, observable decisions. Um, so back to the 
um, back to the notes here. Um, you know, the ism, the ism, like I said, it, it'll grow. So your irrationality morphs when you get into the um, the the hell of of being controlled controlled by this. So the ism goes from irrational, selfish uh, manipulation. The irrationality turns into insanity. Um, it'll be different this time. I can control it this time. Uh, I'll hide it in a better spot. Um, I'll quit tomorrow. I'll just drink this pint tonight, and I'll leave the rest for another day. Never did that unless you passed out, man. Then the selfishness is still there, but it, it turns into secrets. Terrible, terrible secrets and, and, and hiding. And I guess I guess that could go along with the manipulation too, because the secrets would be the the faking the head issues and and uh you know the secrets just grow and grow and grow. Um and then um I had it in here somewhere. Um you know these these the manipulation you know it starts out as moments and then it, it becomes no longer moments it's it's every day um you know you so i to kind of bring it all back again you remove the alcohol from the alcoholism the ism is still there. And I think a lot of people have the ism. Um, but they have other avenues of dealing with it. I didn't have any avenues of dealing with it. I, I think I know of a couple people that are pretty close to me that have the, uh, well, I wouldn't say they're close to me, but I know them fairly well that have the ism. Um, and then I have a couple people that uh, when the ism pops up, they're able to cope with it because they make a phone call. They go to uh, therapy. Um, or they're able to really sit and process it and talk it out and come to a, a reasonable decision that doesn't lead them to need something to um, to kind of to kind of null the null the void, but null the the ism. Um, you know. So what I got. Uh, the the eye could almost start out as insecurities before the uh before i found alcohol i lot of i had a lot of insecurities that might be a better one um i think i think insecurities um are you know they go away when you drink you know um I don't like the way I look. Uh, I'm insecure about how I come across. I, I'm not funny enough. I'm not outgoing enough. I'm not brave enough. And um, so I think I think I'm right in the middle of the podcast, I think pre-alcohol, 
the ism would be insecurity, selfishness, and manipulation. And then I think after the alcohol is joined with the ism, it morphs the insecurities into rationality, selfishness, and manipulation. And it just increases the selfishness and it just increases the manipulation. But it turns your insecurities into insanity. Yeah, thanks for talking that through with me. So kind of uh, another short one, but to, to kind of wrap it up, you know, uh, I would never blame the people that made alcohol. Uh, the people who fought for the freedoms, you know, uh, when alcohol was, you know, had to go underground for a time in America. Uh, the people who fought for the rights and freedoms that we should have to have alcohol and be able to consume it if you so choose. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you should be able to do whatever you want. If you're not impeding on anybody else's freedoms, you should be able to do whatever you want. And we should not be mad at people who produce things that are bad for us. We should look at ourselves and say, why are we doing this knowing that it is bad for us? I know why I drank, because I was insecure, I was selfish. Um, and I posted on, on the Facebook page today, again, about the promises in case uh, you missed it. Uh, but I put it in word form and, and typed it out. And I think it's true. Alcohol gave me a lot of promises or it appeared to give me, uh, fulfill the promises of page 83 and 84 of the big book. And um, it, it it made me everything that I wanted to be, or I, everything that I thought I wanted to be. And I'll be quite honest with you. If I never picked up a drink of alcohol, then I would have never had the courage to do a podcast of any sort. If I would have never picked up alcohol, um, I don't know if I would be half as outgoing as I am now, I, I don't even know where I would be. So I, I don't, uh, at the end of the promises, it says we do not forget the past nor wish to shut the door on it. So I, I don't regret the past. I feel like this podcast can do something. I feel like I can do something in the future as a recovery coach or counselor, as I work toward that. No, I know I can. Um, going to continue this war against this shitty ass disease. I'm going to continue the war against the system um, who doesn't care about the addict and just thinks that throwing them in a cage is going to solve all the problems. And, you know, I, my blood still starts to boil every time I see that, hear that young guard in the back of my head. Uh, you know, when I've been talking about getting ibuprofen for my gout and he's like, Oh, you mean crack? It's like, you worthless fuck, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand. Um, you know, People in addiction do bad things. I know I'm not a bad person. I've done bad things. But like drunk driving is really bad. And I've done it way more than what I've been caught. And I know that a ton of people listening to this, I can think of one that I could say that I know for sure I was never drunk driving. That, that's just a guess. I can think of one person. And there's probably a lot more. I'm just saying. I, anyway, I'm getting off topic again. Um, but we need we need to educate people. Uh, we need to continue the fight. Um, those are two very important things. And watch out for that ism. Because when you add a substance to the ism, that ism will grow. That ism wants to grow. That ism needs to feed. And let me tell you, I fed it an absolute fuck ton of alcohol. 
and that ism got out of control. I still have the ism. I'm just not feeding it. You know, just like when you when you get sick or you have a disease, you have to you have to have treatment. My treatment is the podcast. My treatment is um, continuing education. My treatment is honesty. My treatment is um, talking to the people that I love, um, spending time with my friends, being nerds, uh, buying sports cards, um, and and taking. Taking the, the legit meds that that help keep me calm, you know, I I need some help with the anxiety because it it still gets out of control. So I I, I take what's prescribed. I don't want to take a damn pill, which is ironic. I have no problem, you know, chugging gallons and gallons of alcohol on a daily basis, and yet I don't want to fight taking the pills. So I finally gave in, gave up on that, stopped fighting, and um, I realize now that the 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 three prescription drugs that I take um, that I got while I was in treatment, they're helping. So I'm going to war uh, on an individual basis. And then I do the podcast and I try to, to get the word out. And then uh, I need you guys to be my allies in this war and like, share, and comment. I think that uh, I have a different way of going about the podcast to all the ones that, um, I have listened to, it might be that I'm less professional when I'm by myself doing a solo podcast like this, but uh, my goal is to be authentic. So anytime that you feel that I'm not being authentic, let me know. I just want to be real. So with that, that's it for today. Um, I still got like five hours to fill before my cycle. Um uh-oh, you probably heard that on there. Uh, but uh, before my cycle ends, so maybe I'll uh, spit out a few more of these bad boys. Again, I, if you made it this long, I really want to do a council podcast. I, I think it would be great to have an open discussion. So uh, like, comment, subscribe, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music. I'm hoping to be on iHeartRadio. i got to look into that again. but. Uh, if you did listen, I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you very much. This, uh, th it means a lot to me to have the support, even, uh, even one comment here and there means a ton. So thank you. Um, have yourself a fantastic day. Later.